this is So Long Too Long, a true-to-life recounting of a band that, despite their very best efforts, seemed destined to break into the big time if they could only overcome one hurdle, themselves. If they weren't quite four lads who shook the world, they certainly gave their postcodes a tremble. Hello, welcome to episode 10 of So Long Too Long. We are recording episode 10 and 11 together, so we're going to break up this chatter across the two episodes. But first and foremost, hello. There's been a bit of a delay we do appreciate, but real life often gets in the way, unless someone wants to pay us to do this. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime no. soon. <laughs> yeah, how are you two doing? Good enough. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um we are recording this on video and we've been putting clips up and we we've uh, a few times been shouted at for drinking stella um especially by the wonderful folk at carnival brewery so I've, on the way in i popped in to get um a few cans there so there we go we only drink this on this show going forward <laughs> yeah that's it, that's it. we're gonna work out a sponsorship deal with them i'm sure we will <laughs> i can actually highly, highly recommend carnival beer so yeah cheers I'm on the air, Dinger. I'm still waiting for me, me shipment. <laughs> just lie. Just lie for a second, Steve. Yeah, we right. ship some oh, out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guys at Carnival Brewery ship some out. <laughs> Got it through customs. <laughs> it, is, it is remarkably good deal. So since we last spoke, big, big news, gang. Are you on to the new deal or no deal? I can't believe it. It's, it's back. I can't it's believe back. it. It's back. So for those, if you're listening to this for the first time and you're wondering why the hell, we've spoke certainly from like episode six onwards about in our earlier years as the Albany, we were utterly obsessed with deal or no deal. And if you're a subscriber to the, the Patreon, we've even done like watch along episodes of our favourite episodes. But it's back and it's, um, I'm going to hold my answer up first. I was, I was resistant. I was like, if it's not the original, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's, you know, there's no no. It's on ATV. It just didn't feel right. And my wife had it on and I thought, oh, okay, yeah. Watch it out the side, I, you know, pretend that I'm reading or something. And, and by the end, I was shouting at the telly. And I've got to admit, lads, I'm fully all in. I'm back in. Deal or no deal has got me again. You've opened the box. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have. I am in the one peak club completely. Stephen Mulhall, different host. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got to take it because it's the game that you're there for. It is. Have you watched it? I've watched the arse end of a couple and... He's doing a good job. He's, he's doing he's, a good he's, job. He's doing all right. I think. I think my wife would happily leave me for him. Um, but you'd leave her for no. <laughs> for no, do you know what I mean? That, that lines means. Have you been able to get it over your your way, Steve? No, I, I saw a couple of pictures of it. Um, is it as spiritual? Like, will it give me? No. <laughs> no, 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 and that's the thing. It's. It's that, it's like anything when there's like a, 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 a American remake of a British sitcom or, or, or anything like that, or um, you know a band gets together with, without the lead singer. It's like they're trying to say it's new, but you can't escape the the mysticism yeah. of the past, you know. And you can see Stephen's trying to say, "No, this is a new series, this is a new show," but everyone still refers to. Well, in the old days, we used to do it. We used to do that. But he's not as spiritually. He's he's, a, he's daft as a brush. But um, yeah, early days. But there's been there's, there's, my wife said last night we're still on the chase for the big game, you know, the one, like the Geordie one we've done, the watch along, there hasn't been a classic yet. There's been a few. I don't, it won't be long until you get a classic on deal or no deal. It won't be, it won't be. We had one bloke who, who swore he was psychic. He ended up with 10p. That, that was quite 
pleasure, pleasurable to watch. Should have seen it coming then, Shanice. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> no, like I had a match of the day on uh, this week and it was mentioned. Do you want so, to do it? Yeah, so it's, uh, hey, crossing it's, over. it's, it's back, it's back. <laughs> Everyone's on to it. So we, have to speak, we, we, we won't announce it now, but we have got a very, very exciting and very daft bonus episode coming up that is deal or no deal related that we're in the process of organising. Yes, <laughs> it's yes, extremely daft, and it's exactly what we want. So we've had yeah me- messages continue to come in. Thanks so much for the, the feedback we get. We're still getting people who, who claim to remember being at the first gig, and I think Jamestown. We mentioned it last episode, but Jamestown seemed to be getting more traction than us. So, uh, and funny <laughs> enough, a mate uh, is in a band called Mondo Trasho, and the singer of them was in Jamestown. So we might even get a, a word with, with the stars that were Jamestown, eh? We're not here to lift other people up. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> us. We couldn't let... It's taken us 18 <laughs> years to lift ourselves up, actually, isn't it? Yeah. We're here to bring them down. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man. So um, so this this episode, I'm going to give it a heads up, and we'll talk about it later again. Uh, but this episode, we are going to be um, talking about So Long Too Long, the song. And um, if you while we try and work out what we do with... Oh, sorry, I pressed the wrong button there. Uh, while we try and work out what we do with the song, we're going to lash it up on the Patreon. So if you want to hear the actual full-length song um, that no doubt goes on too long, it will be on our Patreon. So you can subscribe from as little as £2 a month, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Go to patreon.com slash clubshipwrecked. But otherwise, we're going to jump straight back into the episode. So without further ado, here is episode 10 of So Long Too Long. Awkward introductions and moody incidents on the staircase aside, we were eager to get cracking and were in awe of being in a real studio, though we're, of course, very keen not to show that. The studio was a vast open room with guitars and other equipment adorning the walls, with a separate structure in the middle of the room that was the actual recording booth that housed the drum kit and the recording sound desk. This booth appeared to be a refashioned shed or summer house, but the windows were blacked out, bar one at the very top that only gave the view of the strip lighting above. It felt like we were locked away in a hidden corner of the city, existing outside of day or night time, working on our major project that the world didn't know it needed to hear. As we've said in previous episodes when we spoke about it, and as you can hear on the introduction to these shows, So Long Too Long opens with and is built around a bass riff. Now that's fine for a four-piece, but for a trio who don't have a four-string maestro, it's an issue. I therefore had to play bass for this, never having done so. I fumbled around for a bit before settling on a position to play the main riff on and we recorded it as live as we could. Now, recording live was not a stylistic decision, but rather one made out of necessity. Many a band make a point of pointing out when a song of theirs is recorded live in the studio, as generally speaking this is not how it's supposed to be done. In a post-Joe Meek world, traditionally everything is done in steps and layers. Usually the drums will be put down first, maybe with bass, while the drummer plays along to what is called a click track in their headphones, which is basically a clicking noise, a bit like a metronome, that allows them to both stay in time and at the right tempo, whilst making it very simple to fix any mistakes on the studio's computer. After that would come guitars, which would be playing along to the drums that are in time and tempo, and then the vocals and any other bits would be lashed on. This is what most bands do in the studio, so therefore when they deviate from this it's seen as a novelty or a bit of a risk and way of showing off your live prowess. We, on the other hand, were just simply clueless. 
It would be many a year before we'd even learn about the existence of click tracks, and we'd still ignore them regardless. And such was our naivety, Rowie assumed that all he needed to do was simply play the chords once, and they'd be copied and pasted enough times to build a song out of it. Now, given that there were only about five chords in So Long Too Long, this would have taken us about the length of the song to complete it. If only... Anyway, that is just to illustrate how out of our depth we really were, not that you'd know it to look at us. We rolled up our sleeves, literally in my case, gave deep nods to any suggestions Linus made, and no doubt peppered every conversation with cliches straight out of the Lee Mavers Guide to Psycho Bollocks. We wanted an organic sound, apparently. Now, quite what that actually means is anyone's guess, but everything had to be real, and yes, inevitably, rootsy. Linus, to his credit, was very patient, and he reassured us that yes, our songs would sound like they'd been recorded in the middle of an old oak tree. All in all, when it came to So Long Too Long, we got away with it, and it actually sounded really good. Hearing it in the studio coming together bit by bit was a thrill, especially when booming out of the loudspeakers set up inside there. Facing the crowd, too, came together quite quickly, and there was even room for me to do my abysmal two solos. As I've mentioned before, the song itself is dog shit, but at the time we felt we'd captured the spirit of the verbs and northern soul with its swagger and ferocity. Linus remarked on it sounding like someone like the Inspiral Carpets, which I for some reason didn't take too kindly to, but otherwise we were proud as punch. Not that it was all work and no play. Unwisely, there was a battered old football in the studio. So while Linus was working on bits, no doubt pulling his hair out or trying to mix a drum track with no click, we played our favourite game of One Bounce. A deceptively simple game in which you must pass the ball amongst each other without letting the ball hit the ground more than once in between each transaction. It's a frantic game that raised the levels of giddiness amongst us and at one point someone overly eagerly wellied the ball against a bit of equipment that caused a racket. Linus emerged from his recording shed with a look of fury on his face but was greeted by an ever-silent Bob whose stony glare, coupled with the lack of cordiality earlier, meant that this fury receded into desperation and he simply just pleaded with us not to play football and pointed out just how expensive the gear, especially the guitars, was. Tail between our legs, we meekly obliged and put the ball away. That was until I went back into the booth to record my vocals. Recording vocals is an unusual experience that often feels strangely exposing, so the lads left me alone in the booth with Linus to lay them down. A good idea on my behalf, but as we all know, the devil makes work for idle hands. Towards the end of recording my vocals, my attention was caught by a noise and movement, and I glanced up and saw out of the one window on the roof of the booth, a football flying past before another clutter was heard. Luckily, Linus had his headphones on and didn't hear the commotion, but I stepped outside the booth and saw Bob holding guitar upside down and back to front like a cricket bat. Judging by his stance and the positioning of Steve and Rowie, I could tell that whilst in the booth, I'd missed the inaugural game of guitar cricket. Linus then popped his head out with a curious look on his face, clearly wise to the fact something was amiss, but with no evidence of wrongdoing, scanned the area again and slowly re-entered the booth. Miraculously, nothing was damaged, but as I thought about that football flying over the roof again, I saw our careers and bank balances flashing before my eyes. So the recording session then, uh, we, once we'd got past all the madness on the staircase and, and, and Bob's um, welcoming attitude, we got into the studio. I, I remember it being quite relatively straightforward. I remember having to, you know, mess around with the bass because I hadn't played the bass and we had to. I had to play bass there and then. But I remember it going like all right. Yeah, you know, like I think the idea of it was more daunting than yeah. What I, unless that was just Linus. 
like putting us at ease straight away. But yeah, there was there wasn't much about the studio. It was just it was like the top floor, wasn't it? And yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Just it was, it was just nothing in there apart from like this little recording booth itself. Yeah, yeah. But it, his room was massive. Yeah, but where you were doing everything was just in this shed. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle of the room, and it was it did it was it was surreal because there were no windows in the room anyway. And then you went in there; there was only that one window at the top. Um, and yeah, it, it was probably the first time we played on proper proper equipment as well. But certainly, Steve would have been the first time you played on like a, a top range kick. Can you remember much of it? <laughs> uh, I can't really remember much of the session. I remember <laughs> obviously. It was quite high up in like a big warehouse, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the main kind of um, memory I've got is obviously um, I was starting the records and decided to have a baseline intro without the basis. <laughs> a great decision. Um, but the, I'm pretty sure the drums were recorded fairly quickly. I didn't spend that much time. I was kind of in there. Did it without the click track. You know, <laughs> Staked out and then I was handed a cup of tea with a lot of whiskey in it. <laughs> I can't remember the discussion but um, about the click track, but, but uh, I can't remember the specific, but I do remember us kind of just going, you know, blagging that we knew what a click track was, but we were like, nah, we don't use click track, but thinking, oh, I don't know, what the hell is mm. he on about here? It felt like a, a chasm between our, our bravado and the actual reality. Oh shit, there's someone who knows what they're on about. I mean, it's like it's like what you're saying. Like I didn't have a clue what I was going into, so like I thought it would only took five minutes. But then like, the reality of like building all these layers. So I I would have fumed if I was you, Steve. Like <laughs> you go in first, and then you're done, aren't you? But you're having to like stick around, really, aren't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I think the, the the drum beat that I had for the for the song, it's it's the same thing all the way through. It's got no fills or anything. <laughs> I had this like <laughs> the timeless melody recording I referred to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I'm just gonna do that all. The way <laughs> so if he suggested anything, I was like, nah, not not doing. Oh, things. I know. I know we spoke about it last episode, but it does bear repeating that when we were trying to get a reference track, you know, and we were from very different worlds, us and Linus, and we were trying to get some sense of okay, what can we refer to? What's our reference? What do we want it to sound like? And I just remember Steve saying, um. Have you ever heard the unreleased version of Timeless Melody? <laughs> the unreleased version. That's still a holy grail on vinyl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we'd only had it in our mitts for about a week, and you know, by chance that this producer's heard it. <laughs> no, lads, I haven't. No, no, I haven't, lads. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, we, we had a tambourine which we, and hand claps. Now, I remember being utterly shite at the hand claps. I just couldn't get it in time with, oh, with yeah. you all. We were all stood around one That's microphone. one thing we all tried to do together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah we all stood around one microphone. We must have had headphones on. And, and that in itself felt wild for us, doing things like overdubs. Which well, I, we, there was no plan to put on hand claps in it, no, was there? Or no, 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 no. It must have been Linus' suggestion. Or he must have heard, come on, come on, lads, this needs something. <laughs> and I remember I, I nearly went cross-eyed trying to concentrate on... on like um, duh, 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 duh. and <laughs> I think I gave up in the end and just left it to use. And <laughs> stay asked last episode. I don't know what Bob was doing. I don't know why Bob was there. <laughs> he didn't clap his hands. He didn't shake the tambourine. He, he didn't even like add any positivity to the day. Human <laughs> when we got there, he didn't even shake the guy's hand. <laughs> 
came together quite quickly, but I think I think uh, as Robbie like hinted, I think we were surprised at how much waiting round there was. There, there wasn't a lot. Well, of... it, it, it's boring, isn't it? Yeah, Especially if like, yeah. we were only doing like two songs as well, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like you you were laying down eight tracks or mm. anything. So you just we, how long would the day the day be in like six eight hours? Yeah, yeah. just doing the same thing with like massive gaps in the middle because yeah. he's got to do his job as well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only doing his job when you're not doing anything. Yeah. So you're yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. watching him, aren't you? Yeah. All in this little shed. Well, that's it, in the shed with a guy we don't actually know. So, you know, he was nice enough and he, he made us feel much at ease. I looked him up. Um, I reckon he's now something like a real estate agent down in London, you know. Seen sense. He's seen sense. <laughs> he, got, he got out while the going was good. He thought, I'm never going to top so long too long. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was going a different direction. And I thought that was going <laughs> he, he was in the echo when he's done this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, there was all that kind of waiting around. And he was very patient and very like sound. But we, we, we realised we had Bob to entertain, essentially. And um, that's... Oh, one thing you don't you don't leave a football line around the studio with with gear hanging the walls, do you? And especially, I can't see why Linus would have had a football up there either. Me as a fuzzy <laughs> yeah. <type>. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, one thing just leads to another, and then got to play. Yeah, got to yeah, play. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the cricket bat was like it was it was a Gibson, wasn't it? It was, it was oh, quite a, a God. guitar. Oh, it wasn't like a yeah, it was like a proper high end guitar. It wasn't just like yeah. a little battered studio one, was it? It had some weight in it because when you're hitting the footy, like I went for a six. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries only. <laughs> that was so funny because I was doing that. Uh, the vocal wanted to say there was one window at the top, and I just saw the KC, the football, just fly right over. And I thought, oh, what the fuck's going to So I put my head out, and Bob's there in like a cricket and stance, you know, with one leg forward and, and his guitar and off. And I could see where Rowie was stood. He'd clearly been the bowler, and he was like the fielder. And someone was given like the six, you know, who <laughs> cleared the boundaries. Oh my God, oh my God. I was looking behind to see if Linus, and luckily he had his headphones on listening to the playback. I just thought, we are fucked here. And, you know, those moments where you think, I don't even want to look around there. Yeah. You can picture there's going to be a smashed priceless fender or something and just I can't everything just flashed before me I thought oh, we're finished before we've even started here luckily God knows how it just it just made a clang it just hit some I don't know shutters or something but Bob just didn't give a fuck I went asked <laughs> we, we, got, we got told to stop playing one bounce so we, we stopped playing one bounce <laughs> I've got a feeling that we did we use his equipment as well because I know I didn't bring any drum equipment because my drums were shite. Oh, we wouldn't have had a push. Had a push would have been Robbie's one guitar. Had a push, yeah. and we'd have just used his, his gear there. And he, <laughs> he was fuming when he came out. And we were playing one bounce, but Bob Bob didn't have to say anything. But after all that, not shaking his hand, but he, he came out really incensed. And let's go. Um, oh. Look, lads, it's it's really expensive. Can you please not play for us? Bob gave Linus the stare yeah. that the R fella gave us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you don't know what that refers to, go to the last episode. That is a movie incident that I've been playing over in my head ever since we spoke about that. I can, I can see it. It's like an oil painting whenever I see it in my head. <laughs> this man just pointing at us with his open gown, just telling us... No, he didn't even tell us anything, did he? Just pointed and stared. <laughs> Just like <Right>. Bob. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's one of those things that occasionally when it flashes into my head that image of of Bob holding the guitar like a cricket bat and it just makes me feel physically sick you know because I'm, I'm, I'm transported back there and that feeling of, oh my god there's either going to be a kickoff or we're going to have to play and um, now Linus God love him God love him just just cracked on with it and then we we did facing the crowd and it was it, this sounds tiny but I remember me and you Rowie at the time thinking it felt like validation because we didn't know Linus and we could clearly tell we were in this type of band anyway um, and then do you remember when he was playing, facing the crowd back, and he started tapping his foot? Yeah, man, yeah. And we were like, well, you're onto that, you're onto that. You're I was another bit as well, weren't it? Like, when he's doing his bit, like, he was playing the bass, weren't he, as well? <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. He was playing, like, the, the, the bass line, like, the little hook on the bass. But what we were in, and we were just outside of the shed. Yeah, But he yeah. was playing it. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, go ahead. He's probably, like, correcting your headers, maybe, like, <laughs> putting it down. But, like, it is right. Yeah, it's th- yeah, those little things at that time you think, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we're doing something right here. He's tapping his foot. I mean, sounds shite, but another another guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> right, I remember we're facing the crowd. There's four chords in it, is there? There's the chorus yeah. is just one chord change. <laughs> but I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it because, like, I'm very like literal when it comes to like learning so if i see then i can copy whatever but yeah. if it's like you know it's this 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 it's like you know i've got to see it first then blah 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 so we're facing the crowd and obviously like your your vocals aren't on the song oh, when, yeah. when i'm trying to yeah, record and it, we had to write the chords out on a <gasps> bits of paper yeah? and you had to stand there <laughs> and put your foot <laughs> on each corresponding bit of paper <laughs> Wow! Because like I, I was lost without like your vocals, vocals or like yeah. live drums. <laughs> I'm just playing like this oh, empty. Man, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we wrote uh, like C <laughs> C at nine D A and G for the chorus, and I, and I had to yeah, I had to literally stand on the piece of paper to say it's the G now. It's the. the... Imagine wow. like Spectre doing this in the <laughs> studio of Brian Wilson. It's fucking unbelievable, isn't it? But it's not jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm telling you to go to an augmented 13 theatre. Yeah. Like, you know, just... I don't think you'd mastered the bar chords yet. Yeah, <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Good God. The, and in facing the crowd, I, I don't think I'm going to make it available, but there's a, I think we, one of us, like, for all I know, it might have been from the football, but there's just a random tambourine sound in there. I think one of us had knocked the tambourine while the mic was on, but it worked in time. Like it was completely accidental, but we we thought that was just like the coolest thing ever. You know? Way to be in Bob's only contribution, <laughs> <laughs> just one tap of a tambourine. It's like mid one of the shite solos that are, uh, that go on forever, and it's just a tambourine out of nowhere. Now that now feels like nothing, but we were like, oh, that's like sort of better sound <laughs> just all these noises coming in out of nowhere. <laughs> I definitely think you've got to share a, a 20 30 seconds guitar solo at some point so we can hear it. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see if the Patreon numbers go up. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll release the solo if not announced. <laughs> you might go back down after the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then doing the vocals was the first time I'd ever had to sing. I think you were in the room and it just felt too weird singing. And so like it's, it's, it's daft, isn't it? Like, I'm speaking for like me and you, Steve. Like, why would we watch him do that? Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it is. And it, it is just yeah. awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then that was that. And then before long, the whiskey came out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Inevitably, booze was soon brought into the equation, but for a change it wasn't Vibok pills, but rather, and somewhat uncharacteristically, a bottle of whiskey. The reason for this tipple was the age-old classic of Dutch courage, as Stee, having completed his drum parts, had to abandon the session to go on a date with Hannah the Spanner, the girl he'd met in St Julie's a few weeks ago. Having remembered her name and cleared that mess up, he'd managed to bag an actual, real-life date, something none of us had ever managed to do. Was this to be a Sid and Nancy heroin and booze binge or a John and Yoko revolution for the mind? Not quite. Steve needed to calm his nerves to go and watch the new Harry Potter film for an early evening screening. But a date was a date, and it was more than we'd ever mustered, so we filled him up and sent him on his way, in agreement that he'd meet us back at HQ once we were done. We wrapped up the session and flew back to the Albany to celebrate. Steve joined us after his date and we raised our drinks to the inevitable success that was awaiting us. I still have the one copy of the CD Linus gave us, and we've proudly written our credits on there. The Albany, Cassette Studios, recorded by Linus, Matty, Rowie, Frank Button and Bob, 30th of November 2005. The lads were desperate to hear it, so after leaving the pub, I tried to send the files over MSN Messenger, but my internet back then was too slow and it was taking an age, so I had to retire to bed. Well, what's one more day when you've just recorded the greatest song ever written? It wouldn't surprise me if I slept with that one copy under my pillow that night. I remember, like, because you were bored. Yeah, you, 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 you'd obviously, you were done after, like, an hour, weren't you? And yeah. it must have got to, like, lunchtime or something. And I remember you and Bob, you, you just went to Subway <laughs> and uh, you just came back with, like, four paper cups and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> And the only like drink Linus had was like he only had like a kettle and a few tea bags. <laughs> <didn't he? laughs> oh man, we we, we we weren't and we're not whiskey drinkers, so that it was oh, it's a real left a real left field choice. That we're not we're not even into spirits, are we? Um, it, it was we must have been skint. Even Bob didn't have any money. <laughs> Times it was like high end whiskey either, and then you put that in tea. And wow. I know I needed Dutch courage to go and watch Harry Potter. I don't even know what the name was, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't even was... the first one. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Like, you need these fucking cunts on these fucking brooms going everywhere, chasing balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking lost. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up, man. Our first recording session, you have to go oh, for the days. All right, fine, but it's not like you know we're going on the lash with with this girl. Well, we're not fine, diamond. Yeah, yeah, not like that. It's Harry Potter, and, and it wasn't even it was the Odeon on London Road. It's <laughs> 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 <was> fucking rough. <laughs> oh man, because you, you you went straight from the recording session there, and then we'd gone back to Albany to celebrate. Yeah. But you were there pretty quick. Back yeah, in the Albany, yeah. it, it wasn't a long film. <laughs> I stank of whiskey and tea, and also, also wanted to do was to hear the demo anyway. Like, I had no idea what these fucking wizards and and, and witches were up to. Like yeah. they were up to the snide, so I just wanted to get out and, and listen to the track. And I, I realised very quickly that I'd used my best lines at the school. <laughs> you remember? I, was, I wasn't a Jimmy, Jimmy Savile experience. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we completed the you know the the date and everything. You know, completed the completed <laughs> the film <laughs> finished. <laughs> yeah, the film the film finished and she left. <laughs> 
yeah. And then never responded to any messages after it. Well, I was going to oh. ask that, because obviously that's the only time I remember you going out with her. Um, we sang the song Hannah the Spanner for many a year, because yeah. we're bores. But after, did, did you see it again after that? No, no. Um, oh, man. I, I don't know why either. I, <laughs> I wonder I, why she did. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's really fair. Like, I, I think she was really into, into the film and that, and I, I hadn't read the books. <laughs> that was a big deal. Clincher, you know, she wanted another Harry Potter enthusiast, and I was just going on about the band and being rootsy. <laughs> and stinking of whiskey. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. It was a big deal as well because, as we've pointed out several times, we were hopeless, hopeless. It was the, You were the first one to get it. Like, and, and we're talking <laughs> at a very late age where a lot of the other lads around. But <laughs> you were the first one to get a date and the fact that it was Harry Potter, it's just, it just it just typifies the band that. Yeah. I, I don't recommend the films. <laughs> <laughs> Skeeve review there. Know, yeah. 20 years later. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the pub, we were um, we half cut by the end. But I do. I, I remember. I remember how we vividly. I remember this. Like you were. We were all like pissed by the end. But maybe you just bang in the table. Just go, Matty. It's it's just the best song in the world. <laughs> just hurry up and send me. It's it's just the greatest song in the world. And I fully believed it at the time. And it was absolute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did we put it on in the Albany or? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say oh. one of the, um, yeah, Phil um, Skeletor, he put on the <laughs> demo and uh, he put it on and like there was only about six like <laughs> pissheads in there <laughs> and this song just on repeat on like a Tuesday night or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. A playback, an official playback. I bet, I bet that felt fucking cool as anything. That a playback. Yeah, in the pub where that you named after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same day. Same day. Oh, hot oh. off the press, this lads. This is the sing- the only copy in existence. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got it. Still is the only one. <laughs> it still is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll put I'll put a picture of the cover on a, on, on our socials and um, again we keep saying the thing that cracks me up is Bob gets a, a credit on there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think when we played the um, the demo in the album? Imagine being one like the old fellas that was absolutely wrecked in there. <laughs> right? And at least the car comes on and that second solo. That <laughs> <laughs> song's been on for fucking days. <laughs> I think my old Spanish teacher was in there, Mr. Mars, as well. I think, hey, Nev, get on this. Oh, man. Wow, wow. And uh, yeah, because. Again, I know we sound like old farts, but back then, if your internet was slow, your internet was slow. It's not like now where, you know, you can send it to another device and that. So it, it just wouldn't send when I got home to MSN Messenger and I was getting messages off, off the pair. He's like, oh, oh, come on, hurry up and send it, hurry up and send it. I was like, sorry, lads, just, the internet's too slow. It's like, there's nothing I can do. Um, and uh, we didn't have any plans what we were going to do with it either. We, we, just, we just knew we needed a recorded song, didn't we? It was we? just the next step, weren't it? What to do yeah, with it? it was yeah, yeah. Clueless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lash so long too long up certainly on the Patreon first while we work out what we want to do with it. As I've said when we spoke about the song, it's too long. Pardon the pun. Is this it, an official release? It is, isn't it? Can, it can be, can it? Yeah, official release. Official release. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast or even this episode, you've heard snips of it. But um, there's a wordless middle eight that I never finished the lyrics to. Um, I don't know why. It's just one of those decisions that you think I'm. There's a whole 
part of the song there with no lyrics for no reason. Doesn't add anything to anything, but um, I, I, I still stand by it. I still think it's a catchy song, and it might it might still yet be our pension plan. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So Long Too Long is a podcast written by me, Matty Lachman-Day, also starring Liam Rowlands and Steve Buckley. For more information, search So Long Too Long Podcast on all socials or email us at solongtoolongpod at gmail.com. So Long Too Long is part of the Club Shipwreck Network. For more information, go to www.patreon.com slash clubshipwreck. Thanks to John Gibbons and the Anfield Rap for Loan of the Studio. I like playing in the bath, man.